what did you eat for breakfast? What did I eat for breakfast? Oh, I had a patty. I had a Haitian patty for breakfast. Oh, what does that what does that consist of? So that's consists of let me see how do they do it. So it's bread and it has kind of like fried bread a little bit and then they put meat inside of it. You are listening to the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Print Company located in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, due to the current situation, with all live music being essentially stopped, it'll come as no surprise to many people listening to this show that musicians, and especially their support crew and management teams, have found their income dramatically reduced. That's why the Skinny Armadillo has set up a website to support artists called Music for Good. You can purchase a specially designed t-shirt for this cause, and $10 from that t-shirt will be donated to any band or artist of your choice. You can also donate money as well as purchasing the shirt. All you need to do is go to musicforgood.itemorder.com. That's musicforgood.itemorder.com. And of course, there'll be a link to the website on musiconyourownterms.com with the show notes and also in the social media posts for this episode. Make sure you stay up to date with the podcast by signing up to the mailing list at musiconyourownterms.com. There you will find show notes to every episode and links to other resources. Welcome to episode 49 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. I recently had the pleasure of sitting down with Vlad Adonis to talk about how he got started with marketing. In this episode, we learn about Vlad's experience starting a dating slash dancing app, the music copyright law that ultimately caused Vlad to have to take down the service, and how he has made a business around the knowledge he gained from his mission to learn how to generate and convert leads. Our discussion digs into marketing funnels, the Facebook pixel, and what it takes to make a really great lead generating ad for your business. Make sure you take down plenty of notes on this episode because there's a ton of really good information. So check it out. Welcome to another episode of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Today I'm joined by Vlad Adonis, who is a, uh, a marketing um, entrepreneur. So if, yeah, thank you for joining me. Really good to meet you. Thanks very much, Simon. Thanks for having me on board. I really do appreciate it. Anytime. So um, let's let's jump right in. And if you could give people um, a quick intro about yourself, your business, and 
you know, start there. Okay, sure. So for me, um, you know, it was a, it was a couple of years ago that I was in a, in a job, and that specific job, I wasn't necessarily feeling that fulfilled. My name is Vladimir Donis, by the way. I wasn't feeling that fulfilled in that specific role, and because I wasn't feeling that in that fulfilled, I started to kind of just ask myself, what do other what what is it that people do in order to kind of just a feel fulfilled and then b just kind of achieve a certain level of success? Because I was doing the same thing over and over again. So right. for me, what that sounded like was, hey, you know what, go into business for your own because then you'll be able to kind of just challenge yourself and you'll be able to kind of just create something that's going to allow you to kind of just leave Mm -hmm. a legacy one day. So that's what I decided to do. I decided that I was going to go into business. And the business model that made sense to me at that specific time was dating because I thought to myself, you know what, dating is going to be evergreen Mm -hmm. and then dancing. So dating and dancing. I said, you know what, there's a lot of dating sites that's out there. How do I differentiate myself and make myself different? And the way that I was going to do that is provide people with a platform where who, individuals who desire to go out dance and they can go ahead and meet okay. their ideal partner via that specific site. So that's what I decided to do. I decided that I was going to be the platform. I'm not a programmer, so I had to kind of just hire a programmer mm. and that specific individual built me that specific dating site. So that's how I got started um, via business. Now, if you want me to go into a little bit more detail, I can, but that's how I got started. No, that's great. Um yeah, we'll definitely dig into the uh, the app a little bit, but um, so where, where you you're from uh, Haiti originally? You were born in Haiti. Yes, I'm originally from Haiti, from Haiti, and my parents decided that they would come they would come here to the states, um, and I've been here in the states for over twenty years. So I've been here in the states for a long time. Cool. Yeah, I'm I've been in the states about the same amount of time too. Actually, yeah, so cool. That's cool. cool. Um, what were you do? What was, the, if you don't mind me asking, what was the business you were in prior to uh, starting your your entrepreneurship? Prior to starting my entrepreneurship, I was an executive director of financial aid. Okay. Um, and I worked for a small university, and I worked there for um for about twelve years. I had learned the role though, so I knew precisely what I was doing. So it was no longer really a true challenge for me. Mm. The other issue I was having, to be honest with you, is I felt as I was being a hypocrite, and this is why. The reason why I felt as I was being a hypocrite is that I would tell my kids, you know, hey, work hard, do hard things, and then challenge yourself. Well, four years into the specific role, I had knew everything that I needed to know. Me meeting my objectives, that was no longer a challenge. So I was like, you know what? I'm being a hypocrite. I'm not challenging myself yet. I'm telling my kids to kind of just challenge themselves. So I had to kind of just get out of that role and go after something that's going to be a lot more challenging. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, why is a very important thing for anyone to figure out and stay fulfilled in their in their life and in their work so that's that's really good to hear what what was it about dating and i mean you you said that you know it's an evergreen business but did you have any other ideas of other businesses what was it about that particular thing that you decided that's that's the one i'm going to go after um honestly i didn't necessarily have any other models it was just that i felt as though the thing that really drove me to kind of just do that is that i i you know as i as an individual that at some point in my life i i attended um you know some nightlife and i attended specifically nightlife that was around you know people of the caribbean background okay and what i noticed was that you know specifically with the young ladies sometimes they're hesitant to make that connection with someone on the dance floor um sometimes there's just not enough time and there isn't that there isn't that warm-up period per se i was like you know what sure. what if i can give people an opportunity to kind of just have their warm-up period let's just say if there's a big concert that's coming up if there's a big event that's coming up 
There's going to be singles that's going to be attending that specific event. However, you know, specifically on, on the young lady side, they may be hesitant to connect with that specific individual because it's, it's always that whole, well, I don't know enough about you. There isn't that warm up period. So, sure. you know, my idea was I can give people that warm up period to say, you know what, hey, here's there's an event that's coming up. We're both going to the specific event. Why don't we warm up to each other in the next couple of days or in the next couple of weeks so on and so forth? So that was the idea, giving people that warm up period so that when they make that transition, it's a much smoother transition. Yeah, um, and and let's talk about the app itself. Um, you've de- you've definitely mentioned that uh, on on the videos I've watched that it it kind of failed or he- you had to take it down because of a copyright issue. So, um, well, my, I mean, I mean, let let's dig into that a little bit. Uh, you said that the um, you, you you visited a lawyer and um, he told you that you're you're breaching copyright laws because people were uploading. Was it dance videos? Yes, and that had the music in it. So, right. why why did you choose to allow the users to up, upload videos rather than kind of link a YouTube video or a Vimeo video or something like that? Well, I didn't necessarily know any better, to be honest with you. That's what that's what it boils down to. So, they were just trying to create the best experience possible, and to try to make it be fun. So, you know, my my thought process at the time was, hey, if I'm a young man. And I don't necessarily have the best dance moves. I can say that to a young lady and say, hey, you know what, young lady, I don't have the best dance moves. Um, maybe we can kind of just create um, a dance life together. Maybe I can. we can learn to dance together. I don't have a lot of dance moves. And or you have the individual that does have a good dance move. They want to kind of just display that. Okay. They can go ahead and send short snippets of dance videos to each other. Um, but I didn't. I never thought about the copywriting part of it, and I didn't think about the fact that I can link that to to YouTube or Vimeo. This is the first I've heard of that. Right. So obviously, if I knew of those specific things, I would have kind of just channeled it a different way. But I just I didn't know any better. Yeah, I mean, I I at this point I want to give some context to my listeners. And obviously, my target audience is musicians. So I think that sometimes you take for granted the 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 wealth of knowledge you experience if if you're not you know, specifically going after it, you, you kind of absorb that information, like listening to podcasts and whatnot. So having that, you know, we, we, as a musician, you, you definitely think about, uh, copyright laws and, and everything that goes into that because it's, it's at the forefront of everything because that's how you make the money. Right. But for somebody who's not in that, you know, arena, then it, it totally makes sense that, you know, it's just, it just doesn't come up. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, it's 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 interesting to me because obviously there's a lot of fair use stuff going on, which is a specific, you know, length of time, but it's very gray area. Um, mm-hmm. So I wonder if it it might come under that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely uh, something you have to think about if you're getting whatever your business is. Um, you know, kind of maybe maybe look at other people's opinions, and as a musician, you could say. All right. Well, I I I have no you know experience in the law, or I have no experience in I don't know accounting. So I need to go outside my circle of influence and kind of get that information, or at least have someone run something by me. Um, but yeah, that's why I wanted to talk to you because it's an interesting thing of how um, you know from the the negative side of getting your music out there and and having that kind of um, situation happen. 
Yeah, so for me, I thought, you know, artists and those type of individuals, they don't mind their stuff being being promoted and they don't mind that promotion. They don't mind that exposure. Um, but obviously, you know, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, some people don't mind, but some people do mind. It depends on their mindset, I guess. Right. Yeah, so... So the other thing you, you learn after, was it, uh, so you, you've done a lot of, mar- you're, you're currently marketing with sales funnels and, and Facebook ads. Um, is that something you learned in order to launch that business or is that something you learned afterwards? So it's something I learned afterwards. So essentially after I launched that specific business, um, one of the things that I needed to do was to try to attract members. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that attracting a large number of members was not an easy thing to do. Um, so it, I had a very hard time doing it myself. So here's, here's a series of events that, that took place. I took several months to try to learn to do it on my own. I did not have no success. I hired two marketing agencies. Neither of those specific marketing agencies gave me any results. So I went on, uh, I went on a mission to try to learn as much of that stuff as possible. So that is how I learned to do it. I learned on my own. I learned search engine optimization. Um, I learned, you know, marketing and I had to learn this specific skill set in order to kind of just, you know, get some traction via that specific business. So it's something that I had to learn. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that speaks volumes to, um, like I said, in the music industry, there's a ton of noise. There's, you know, it's the internet has made it really easy for people to release their music. And, and the same thing with apps and, and, you know, being a marketer, being a coach, um, you know, having to go and learn a separate set of skills is I think crucial to, to get whatever, you know, whether it's music or not, get your stuff out there and, and reach people that you're trying to reach. Right. And I know you've talked a lot about niching down. Um, did, does that still hold true for Facebook? Um, so I would say the thing that probably holds true for Facebook is being able to kind of just solve a problem and then finding a group mm-hmm. of individual that needs that specific problem. So um, I would say that's the thing that kind of just, you know, resonates, you know, resonates the most because people are trying to solve, um, you know, all types of problems. And what happens sometimes is that people are inside of a specific vehicle. They have one one specific method that they're trying to solve a specific mm-hmm. problem. And that method is not always ideal. So, you know, for example, for me, my first several months in business, I was trying to solve my traffic problem, but the methods that I was using wasn't necessarily, you know, ideal. One of the methods that I had learned along the way was search engine optimization. Well, search engine optimization takes time. So when I moved to a specific different business model, although I knew how to attract traffic, but it would take me time to kind of just test my copy and to kind of just test my conversions. So I had to kind of say, you know what, I need to go find a way to solve that specific problem a different way per se. So I think one of the things that resonates is being able to kind of just solve a specific problem and finding a group of individual that's looking for that specific solution. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And as, as a musician, um, I think your specific problem may be, you know, not getting your music out there, but you have to flip that around and, and take it from the audience's perspective. My specific problem as a, audience member or customer is that I'm trying to find a new piece of music that I resonate with. So how, as a musician, do I fix that problem and get, get my music in front of you? Right. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 not, you know, it's definitely not easy. But um, you know, it's just that mm. if you wanted enough, you know, so, you know, for me, after my dating site, I, I could no longer continue with my dating site and keeping with the whole hey, don't give up, continue. You just have to kind of just continue to kind of just uh find the solution per se because there's a lot of solutions out there that exist. Um, you know, sometimes we may not necessarily want to stay the course to find that solution, but sure. solutions are out there. So it's a matter of kind of just staying the course and keep trucking along until you find that way to kind of just make things happen. It's not supposed to be easy. Right. No, absolutely. So, um, so who is your target market right now in your business? My, my target market right now are individuals who are trying to, um, find a consistent way to generate leads and then turn those leads um, into clients, specifically, you know, small, um, you know, small business owners um, and those specific individuals are looking for a consistent and a predictable way mm -hmm. to generate leads and then turn those leads into um, into sales. Specifically, the type of people that I like to work with are, are individuals who um, who have a target audience that's already been defined and they're solving a problem that the marketplace already wants per se. So let me kind of just be a little bit more you know, specific. Sometimes, I mean, I speak to individuals and those specific individuals have, you know, great ideas. They feel as though that um, they see certain things in a specific marketplace and say, you know what, this is how this should work. I don't, they don't agree with the way that things work. And they're trying to create desires where desires don't already exist. That's a very hard thing to to kind of just, you know, solve per se. I much rather take a problem that I know people are looking to solve already and then take that, take, take those group of individuals and channel those specific individuals to a specific product, to a specific service. So I have found that that's a lot more easier mm -hmm. for me to kind of just get wins for people that are solving problems that A, already exists and B, people are already paying money for that specific problem. It's just a matter of us kind of just channeling it to, um, you know, to a specific, um, you know, to a specific product or a specific service. The other type of people that I like to help as well are individuals who are already getting wins. So if you think about a company that is already, you know, that already has like a marketing funnel that already that's already working and they're looking to kind of just scale it. So, you know, the way that I kind of just look at things, I say, okay, do you have the the certain components in place that would allow us to kind of just, you know, help you to kind of just scale? Do you have the follow-up sequence? Do you have upsells? Do you have downsells? So those are the two types of avatars or group of individuals that I like to um I like to work with. That's awesome. Um, and for people that are listening that don't know what what is a sales funnel, like how does that work? Okay, so the way that a sales funnel works is that the the best way that I could explain it is that my end goal, my desire is to get clients, is to get clients that I can help with lead generation and marketing. I can't just walk up to someone and say, hey, you know what, um, you know, ideal client, I can help you with lead generation, I can help you with marketing, go ahead and give me money. So, mm -hmm. you know, that <laughs> doesn't work. That's that's not that's not a that's not a viable model. So because that's not a viable model, I have to kind of just reverse engineer the process. And the best way to reverse engineer the process is you think about it, you know, from a dating standpoint. And from a dating standpoint, you have to think about, you know, baby steps. What type of micro commitments can I help that can, can that individual can I allow that individual to make with my specific organization to move them along? When I think about micro commitments, let me think about it from my perspective and from my business perspective. The first thing that I have to do is I have to create engaging type of content. Mm. Now, the way that I define engagement type of content is the content that calls out my target audience. So not too long ago, I created a piece of video and it was designed to be an engaging content. And the thing that I said in that piece of video was, hey, are you a business owner that is looking to um, get clients using video, but you don't know what to say in your in your video? 
So what's going to happen is that when I put that piece of content out there, people who desire to, um, to, 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 to attract clients using video, they're going to raise their hand. They're going to say, you know what? Yeah, that, that is a problem that I'm trying to solve, right? So that's my engagement type of content. The next thing that I do is that I move that specific individual alone and say, hey, if you want to know how to solve that specific problem, I created a video that's going to walk you through how to do that step by step. All that you have to do is provide me with your email address. So now I'm moving that person from, hey, that person has identified themselves and said, hey, I am that person that wants to solve that specific problem. um, And I'm willing to give you my contact information in exchange for it. So now all of a sudden that specific individual has given me their contact information, their email address. So now that, that now I have a lead. And then after that, I'm going to deliver that piece of content to that specific individual so I can help them solve that problem. So I just help them solve a small you know, micro problem in your specific business. And then when I deliver that, I'm going to say, hey, I just help you solve this specific problem. This may be one of many things that you have, uh, many, one of many problems that you have in your business. Here's how I can help you to solve any bigger problems that you may have. Schedule a time on my specific calendar, mm-hmm. right? So what I've just done is I've just kind of just reverse engineered the process and I've thought about every step of the process and how can I allow people to make baby steps with me and each of those baby steps um, is what is defined as a sales funnel. Does that make sense? Do you want me to elaborate? Do you want me to kind of just... Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I, want, I wanted to see if uh, what y- your end goal is basically your target, but you have to get from A to B. So obviously somebody on the street is potentially a client, but you, you, you need to reel them in in some way. So what you've effectively done is said, I have this offer, I have this free thing, um, but you need in order to for for you to get it, I need something from you. So you've basically said, "Give me your email address," mm-hmm. and then you get that email address is is the target, or is the email address kind of part of the process, and then the end goal is further down the line. Yeah, the email address is part of the process. The email address helps me to kind of just identify those who are serious about solving that problem. And and the thing is, I know if they're serious about solving that problem, um, knowing what to say in your video is just part of it's just one part of an entire uh, marketing solution. So for most people, yes, they they need they need they need to know what to say in video, but they probably need to know what to say in ads. They probably need to know how to set up a Facebook ad. They probably need to know how to do retargeting. They probably need to know how to do email. So then. After I deliver that piece of content to them, I just kind of just let them know, hey, I have an entire system and I can give you an entire blueprint because I don't know your specific business and I don't know, you know, what problems you're trying to solve. Why don't we jump on the call mm-hmm. and let me give you a marketing blueprint that's specifically designed for you and your specific business that's going to help you to get X, Y, and Z. And that's essentially that's part of the process. So you have some people that's going to move to that stage. And then as, I, as I'm on the phone with some of those specific individuals, some of them are going to become clients. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, good segue into Facebook. So what, um, what are the things that you need to think about when you want to put some money into Facebook? Obviously it's not just, I pay $30 for five days and my problems are solved. Whoops. My problems are solved. Um, you know, there's definitely stuff you have to dig into that, um, that, uh, dashboard and, and really, you know, dig down to get the best out of it. So could you talk to some like best practices? Yeah. So some of the best practices is having um, one of the first best practices is having a customer journey. So, you know, what I just explained to you is a customer journey. And that's what 
those are the steps you would take a potential client through, right? So um, what would happen is that in each of those specific stages, I am looking for micro commitment. Mm -hmm. And when someone arrives to say my landing page, I'm asking them to kind of just do one thing. One of the mishaps that, that people have with Facebook is that they send people to say a website, for example, and the website doesn't have anything specific. Um, the website is not optimized to generate leads. And the website just has a lot of information about them, about them, about them. So some of the things that you need pre-Facebook. So before you go inside of the Facebook dashboard and push the button for Facebook to send you traffic, you need to know who you're trying to target. You need to know um, what is it those specific individuals want. And you need to be able to kind of just outline how you're going to allow that specific individual to make baby steps with you. And the best way to do that is, is, is using that specific example that I just, you know, explained, explained to you is giving people something, you know, something for free in exchange for information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like people do it with coupons. Hey, there's a 20%, you know, coupon. Um, let me deliver that specific coupon to you um, in exchange for your contact information. Well, you know, now you have a coupon. Now that person's going to have to kind of just, um, you know, uh, come to your specific uh, um, company to kind of just, you know, spend some money with you. So, you know, you think about those specific things ahead of time and know precisely what that specific journey is. Now that I know that what that specific journey is, mm. what happens is that Facebook has done a pretty good job of of knowing a lot about, you know, individuals that are on its platform. It knows a lot, a lot about you when you're on their platform and when you're out of their outside of their platform. So, um, you know, Facebook has a lot of communities and has a lot of interests and it knows me, for example, it knows precisely what I'm interested in based on some of the things that I that I click on, based on the, some of the communities I belong to. I belong to I belong to entrepreneurship communities. I belong to sales and marketing communities. So Facebook knows all of those specific things. So now when it's time for someone to target me, they can easily target me because they can say, hey, you know, this specific individual, I want to target people who engage with these type of pages. I want to target people who um who um who engage with these type of keywords and or I want to target people who engage with these type of brands. So, you know, when it comes time mm-hmm. for targeting, if someone wants to kind of just target me, I am in that pool of people who engage with certain brands, who've engaged with certain public figure and who've engaged with certain keywords. So now that offer, that free offer, that 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 um that lead magnet per se can be placed in front of me. And um, whether it be me or whether it be people that's inside of that specific circle, we'll take action. And that is how you kind of just move those specific individuals um, along along that specific journey, per se. Does that make sense? Do you need me to elaborate on anything? No, that's good. That's that's excellent. Um, so the other the other part of the Facebook experience is the uh, the Facebook pixel. Do you find that that's uh, an absolute necessity or do you necessarily not need that on your website? Like how important is that particular function? Oh, that is that is extremely important because what that does is that that is going to kind of just track behaviors for you. So, you know, for instance, for instance, those specific individuals who arrive to the first page of my of my landing page, for example, um, a portion of those specific individuals will not take action, will not will not um, provide me with their contact information. Well, now, because I have the Facebook pixel on each page of my marketing funnel, per se, um, Facebook is going to know who those specific individuals are. I'm going to be able to kind of just create and custom a custom audience around those specific individuals and i'm going to be able to kind of just retarget those specific individuals so that's pixel number one and that's a page view pixel the next type of pixel is someone that becomes a lead so you can kind of just track those specific individuals that become a lead and when you're running a facebook ad you can tell facebook hey 
Um, I want you to optimize for people to hit the second page of my marketing funnel. And that second page is a lead. So all of those things are tracked by pixels. And it makes it just that much more important to be able to kind of just know who those specific individuals are and be able to kind of just know who to include, exclude. So that's an extremely important component as it relates to, um, you know, to running Facebook. Awesome. And and I, I actually didn't know that there were different types of pixels. I thought it was just one code you install and that's it. But you're saying you have to put it on every single page and you set it up differently in the dashboard or... <laughs> It's one pixel, but each pixel, but but you have different um, different objectives. So you okay. know you have. So I have one master pixel for Vladimir Donis. Um, but if I'm creating a marketing funnel, for example, um, each page is going to have a specific objective. So page number one, when someone arrives to that specific page, all that they've done is they've just viewed my content. That's all they've those specific individuals done. So um, I'm going to be able. To, I can create an audience around people that's viewed my specific content. Page number two. When they arrive to page number two, they've provided me with their email address because that's the only way they can see page number two, email address, and they continue. Those specific individuals become a lead. So I'm going to be able to kind of just have a tracking code that tells me that those specific individuals have become a lead. So I guess I should have probably defined it better. It's a tracking code versus a pixel. Okay. okay. So I the see. tracking code, um, you know, pretty much marries a pixel and it kind of just tells you each step of the process based on the code, not the pixel. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's excellent information. So let's switch gears a little bit. Um, you, you, we mentioned before that you're originally from Haiti. Um, and I did notice that you, you do a lot of, uh, like Haiti support group or not a support group, but, a. Uh, like a community group. Yes. Um, I mean, how? What can you speak a bit about that? How is that important to you? And the, the idea for me is to kind of just bring together individuals who are like-minded individuals. So, um, you know, we started a group of individuals who are of Haitian descent, and those specific individuals are mm -hmm. professionals. Um, because what happens is that there's that commonality. So, um, we can go inside sure. of that specific group, and we can tell jokes that you know no one else would get, no one else would understand. Mm -hmm. um, you know. So for instance, sometimes, you know, we would kind of just share what type of food we're having that day because, you know, it's a WhatsApp slash Facebook group. Um, and, you know, some people kind of just really resonate with they'd be like, man, you know, you've made this. So this type of food is is may, might be a food that someone doesn't have, you know, every day and be like, oh, my gosh, I remember when I first had this, so on and so forth. So it's just, a, right, it's right. just an opportunity for people kind of just have common ground to be able to kind of just have, um, you know, similar understandings. And then to kind of just say, hey, you have this specific objective. You have the objective to become an attorney. You have the objective to become this specific thing. Um, I'm going through that exact same journey. What type of advice or what type of feedback would you give to someone like me? So it's a support group to kind of just encourage people to kind of just keep going based on what they're trying to do. And it's a way to, for us to kind of just be able to kind of just relate with each other. Um, to be able mm. to kind of just network, um, we share business ideas there. We, we, um, in addition to that, we collaborate from a business standpoint. So it's just a, a common place for us to kind of just collaborate as, um, you know, as Haitians. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you can, you can probably do the same kind of, uh, apply the same kind of, uh, networking, uh, commonality to like a specific music genre or somebody who, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, Harry Potter books or, you know, whatever it may be. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying because uh, um, I'll be talking to people on Facebook that I went to high school with, for instance, and they'll say, oh, I, you know, I just had this type of chocolate bar and I've, I haven't had one in 20 years. You know, I, I totally get that. So that's that's awesome. 
Yeah, most definitely. Um, so the other thing you do, um, or have done is, uh, local, um, local workshops for entrepreneurs. Um, is that something you still do? That is not something that I do now, but that was a very important piece in my specific journey. And the reason why is because when you learn how to do something, in my opinion, for one specific type of business, and you desire to kind of just take that to the next step, you have to validate that. So I have to say, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? I just tried this traffic strategy and I was able to kind of just generate leads and send them to this and do all this different stuff. Okay, that worked for my dating site, but how does that, how is that relevant to someone who, who's a real estate agent? How is that relevant mm-hmm. for a chiropractor? How is that? So, you know, for me, I spent about two years just inviting people to workshops for free. Um, business owners to kind of just validate ideas and to try to understand, you know, my target market just that much better. And during that time, I was able to kind of just a validate that, hey, some of the things that I'm learning, I'm on the right track and it does work and it is applicable for other businesses. And then two, I was able to kind of just learn, okay, what what problems do these specific business owners really have? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I may think that someone have a specific problem. And when you start to kind of just talk to them and you start to kind of just engage with them, you come to find out, okay, this is really what problem this specific individual has. This person thinks that they have a traffic problem, but at the end of the day, they really have a conversion problem. Or this person might think that they have um, a lead generation problem. Well, in all actuality, they're just not retargeting their specific audience enough. Or they have, they think they have a, a sales conversion problem whereby they don't have any follow-up in their marketing funnel. So, you know, it allowed me to kind of just validate because I, I, I was learning a whole lot of different stuff. And it just doesn't have as much um, value if you can't necessarily validate it with engaging with businesses. So that was sure. my goal there. And, that, and that's, what, that's what I was able to do throughout that specific journey. Cool. Um, the other thing I, I, I picked up on when you, when I was watching your videos was, uh, you mentioned a lot about having, um, you know, not listening to critique and people telling you that you shouldn't do something if they're not educated in that particular niche or like they have no experience to, you know, tell you that you shouldn't do something or you should do something. Could you talk to that a bit? Yeah, people love to give advice. Um, and that's just the way that the world is. So, you know, when I think about it, when I first came into this world, and that's true for all of us, we, um, you know, we have our parents that did a, an incredible great job of taking care of us and giving us feedback and making sure that we're okay. And as we continue throughout our specific journey, then we have, you know, friends. Sometimes some of those friends are a little bit more wiser than us, and those specific friends kind of just desire to kind of just give us feedback as well. Um, and then you have your teachers and you have your counselors. All of those specific individuals give you feedback and they give you advice. But at some point, though, you have individuals that just kind of just like to give you advice and feedback because they love and care for you. But the subject that they're giving you the advice on may not necessarily be a subject that they have expertise in. So I remember for me, when I was first starting my business, I had individuals that told me not to do it. Some of them was like, hey, from a cost standpoint, it costs too much. But when I went back and and I kind of just evaluated that, you know, for instance, I had an individual that told me that it costs too much, too much. And it turns out that that specific individual, um, I had earned, you know, close to 15 times more money than this specific individual. So for him, of course, you know, from a cost standpoint, like, listen, I don't want to see you lose this specific money. Mm -hmm. So from a cost standpoint, yeah, you're wasting your money. But 
what some people right. don't understand sometimes it's just it's an investment that cost is going to be the thing that's going to allow me to kind of just make more money so i see a lot of people get feedback from individuals those individuals mean well but they don't necessarily have the expertise i know for me you know at some point i had to stop getting advice from my friends and my family about business and lead generation because i love them they love me but they can't necessarily give me advice from stuff that they haven't had any experience from so that's one mm. that's one area that i see that people get feedback from that destroys their business. The other more important one, to be honest with you, is feedback on you know marketing content. So, as an example, I create videos, I create marketing content, you know, all of the time. What would happen is that I would create a marketing content and I would put it on my personal Facebook page. I would get zero engagement, nothing would happen, and what what I what I would do is I would take that same piece of content and I would run some Facebook ads behind it. And I would get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of leads. So what? So two things could have happened. Thing number one is that I could have allowed a market to give me feedback, a market that's not even my target market anyway, to give me feedback on a piece of marketing content. And I could have just killed it right there and said, you know what? This stuff just doesn't work. Let me go find something else to do. Right. But I'm getting feedback from a market that's not even my ideal market. But because I know marketing, I was able to take that same piece of content. I have a piece of content that's giving me hundreds and hundreds of leads because I put it in front of the right marketplace. So, you know, the feedback is very important. So, you know, my thing is, is that make sure you're getting feedback from people who, who has been there and done that. And then make sure you get feedback from marketplace, from, from the right marketplace and don't get feedback in front of, um, don't put, don't get feedback from the wrong market. That's, that's absolutely great advice. Um, so just to, to finish off, um, you know, is there any, anything that you, uh, that you can leave musicians with just, you know, the, the, what you think is the most important thing people can concentrate on. I mean, I think the most important thing that people can concentrate on is kind of just continue to get better at, you know, at their craft, um, you know, per se. Cause I know sometimes you may say, Hey, you know what? I've been doing this music thing for a while and I haven't been recognized. Well, I would say stay the course, just get better at your specific, you know, craft, you know, per se. Because I know, you know, for me, a long time, I was trying to give people marketing advice. I was trying to do this marketing stuff and people just wouldn't necessarily see the value in it. Um, but perhaps that's because I wasn't as fine tuned as I could have been. Right. So just work on fine tuning that specific craft. And sooner or later, people, they won't have no choice but to kind of just, you know, notice you or recognize you. Right. You know, you're playing this podcasting thing. You're doing this podcasting game and. You know, your first couple of episodes, you know, <laughs> people may not necessarily recognize you, but if you stay the course, trust me, you're going to get better at interviewing. You're going to get you're going to get noticed. It's just a matter of get better at your specific craft and just stay the course. That's the number one advice I can kind of just give people. That, that, that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, all right. So what, where can people find out about you and get in touch with you if they want to learn more? OK, so you can definitely get in touch with me. Um through um, Facebook, um, through Instagram, all of those specific platforms. I'm Vladimir Donis, V-L-A-D-I-M-I-R-A-D-O-N-I-S. If you look me up on any of those specific platforms, you can find me on any of those specific platforms. If you need marketing help, specifically marketing help for lead generation and for marketing funnel, you can go to my calendar and that could be found on Vlad, V-L-A-D-A-D-O-N-I-S. You can go ahead and schedule a time. And what that does is that allows us to kind of just give you something very customized, a customized blueprint that can go ahead and put you on a path so that you can generate more leads and turn those leads 
into um into clients. Um, you know, Simon, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity and kind of just asking me those specific questions and allowing me to kind of just share my knowledge and my story with your specific audience. No, fantastic. Thank thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It was it was a really great interview. I th- I think there's a ton of information here for people to latch on to and learn more. So really appreciate it. And uh, you know, I wish you continued success. Thank you. Same same thing for you as well. Um, continue success and keep moving. All right. Thank you so much. As always, thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check out the show notes at musiconyourownterms.com. While you're there, make sure you sign up for the mailing list. Every week from now until the end of April, I will be drawing one randomly selected person to win a t-shirt of their choice from the merch store. But you have to make sure you sign up. Don't forget to support bands and artists and their crew in the Music for Good campaign run by the Skinny Armadillo. And hit me up on social media. Let me know what subjects you want to hear and what bands or artists or entrepreneurs you want me to interview going forward. And finally, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a review on iTunes because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from other people's strategies and failures and how they learned from them. And I really feel that the information coming from the guests I interview is really valuable for the musicians community. Now, for music on this episode, you're in for a treat because we're going to hear one of the tracks from my friend Bruce's new project, Brucifer. And as always, keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. From the album Caveat Emptor, this is Process of Elimination. Do 
until you have scored some victory for humanity.
Depression on 